Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, hello everyone and welcome to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. And we're very happy that you're choosing to spend a little bit of time with us today. By the way, we like to say the Summit Lighthouse is where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Cannon. Hi, Terry. Hi. We have a special guest today. We do. Actually, uh, she's often here, so still special. And uh, welcome back to uh, Dr. and Reverend Neralee Duffy. Oh, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Great to be here always and great to talk to everybody. Yes, and today we're going to be talking about the aura. And I hesitate to say the human aura because I think there's probably more to it than that. Mm. But the aura, that life force that surrounds all of us. And I know that uh, some of you are familiar with the aura. Uh, we know from certain scientific discoveries of late in the last 30, 40 years, curly and photography being one, where the aura has actually become visible to those with the um, special equipment, and also, I guess, it's visible to a few people who have that special sight. So, let me throw this out for as kind of a general question. What does our aura say about us? Well, I, I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out there. I think it gives a lot of information uh, about our, our condition, our state of, our state of mind. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that. It's our state of mind. And yeah. our state of health, our state of consciousness, yeah. our spiritual energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, all of this influences the aura. I've always thought about it as kind of a second skin, almost. Like, you can't typically see it. Most people don't have that sight. But nonetheless, it's an energetic field that is there, and it does demonstrate, like you said, it could demonstrate the kind of diet that we have, what we believe, how we're feeling, what we're doing, what we're not doing, you know, all the kinds of things that would tend to show up energetically. And I imagine that those with that sight to see it, can it's like looking at a barometer. Yeah. But, you know, I think we all kind of have that sight in a sense because we all feel it. And, you know, you can just see somebody and you just go, oh, wow, uh, Fred doesn't look well today. You know, <laughs> and you can just tell. It's right. just like it's not anything he said. It's not anything he's wearing. He's not doing anything different. But his energy is different. Right. And you can pick it up. I, I, being a doctor, are there doctors that specialize in um, kind of or have, have the ability to be able to – I mean, there's so many new age kind of things that are going on, and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, are you aware of anything? Well, I think there's a lot of um, naturopaths, chiropractors, they definitely work with energy and the aura sure. and the energy field. They might not say that, right. but I think there's regular doctors that do too, and I, you know, I used to be sensitive to a patient would walk in and you'd go, wow, yeah. okay, and, and you'd almost hear it, you know, like a little calling card saying, think of thyroid, think of this, or... You know, and, and if, you, if, if you're smart and you follow your promptings, those little angel whispering voices, you will, you'll be much more accurate in your diagnosis. You do all the things that you're supposed to do. But, sure, right. But you tune in. Right. I had a doctor for years. Uh, this was back in Oregon. And he would ask permission. He said, now, I just want to get a sense. I, I kind of take your pulse here, but it's going to be unusual. I'm not going to touch you, but I'm going to put my hands in certain areas of your body. I'm going to get, it, I'm going to get a sense of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Are you okay with that? And I said, well, sure, I'm fine with that. He said, some people aren't. Yeah, right. They think it's kind of yeah. woo-woo or kind of strange. Yeah. 
So he said, I just asked permission because, you know, this helps me diagnose what's going on with you. It's like taking your temperature, only I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling for temperature exactly, but I'm, I'm feeling where you might have a, a void. Well, a lot of the diagnostic tools they have these days, the thermograms, the different, you know, I mean, a lot of the diagnostic tools pick up on energy fields or well, what's going on in the body. You know, as I was kind of preparing my notes for this show, one of the things that became quite clear was that science has only lately picked up on this. Why do you think it took so long for science to get up with the ancient mystics? I've been thinking about that too. And you know what I think it is? I think things come in cycles. And what was known in general, like in golden ages mm-hmm. in the past, or, you know, even 200 years ago, they had a better idea of, of things energetically than we did. And then it's almost like the science takes over and the, and the intuitive, intuitive side steps down and then it comes back up again. It's like in cycles. And I was thinking about Jesus saying, you know, what is known in secret will be shouted from the rooftops. I mean, who hasn't heard of aura? Who hasn't heard of energy? Who hasn't heard of these things now? And 50 years ago, maybe not so much. But maybe two, 300 years ago, yeah, they're more aware of it. Do you think that um, it's, it's a trust issue also? I mean, I know that <laughs> this may be an extreme example, but we had the, uh, the Salem witch trials. Oh, yeah. oh. You know, that a lot of uh, yes. healers, I'm sure, were tuned in. And they were um, not yeah. treated very yeah. well for yeah. what they were tuning into. Yeah. I mean, if you'd been through that in a past life, you'd yeah. be pretty cautious about saying that you could see an aura in this one yeah. or that you saw angels. Or <laughs> You know, I spoke to somebody right. the other day who had been through that. She, she saw angels and she heard, mm-hmm. you know, what the angels said. And her family took her to a certain place and pumped her full of medication because oh. she had a condition, they thought. Uh, they've since learned. But, you know, my goodness, what she suffered... Oh, yeah. And so it's becoming much more, I guess the other part of it is it's becoming much more okay to talk about these things. But they do come in cycles. Well, and I, yeah. I guess, you know, by God's grace, they are finally be- gaining, you know, widespread uh, acceptance. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that long ago, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were, you know. Yeah. What's, the, uh, what's the history of the Curlian photography? What do you know about it? I know nothing about it beyond the fact that it exists. And I remember reading about it. Mm-hmm. In a book, I think it was called uh, Survival in the 20th Century, uh, um, Nikos Skolvinskis, something like that, I forget. But he had a whole section on Curlian photography and what they were able to see. And I think originally Curlian photography was not intended necessarily to photograph the aura, but energy. Just I, simply I trying to capture some level that is not able to be seen by the you know, normal eyesight. It's kind of like the pitches you can't hear in your ear, mm-hmm. but they exist. You know, dogs can hear these pitches. I think the same thing with the visual field. I think that's what Curly in photography was attempting to, to discern or to discover or to prove. And then it's, captured on, on film. It's actually it, yeah. the electromagnetic blueprint. It, it's, yeah. it's what is emanating, what is, you know, we're all sending and receiving stations. We're sending out all the time. So it's just a snapshot in that moment of the force field that you're sending out. You know, you said something a moment ago, Narrowly, um, and I think I would just expand on it for a moment. We do get a sense not only of our friends and their auras, but we get a sense of strangers. We're walking mm-hmm. down the street and suddenly we get a feeling from someone. It's very clear mm-hmm. and we don't see anything. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have any other sense involved, but we know. There's a certain, you know what I'm saying? I think I think we all do read energy, and we all know this at inner levels. Mm-hmm. And 
There's a reason why we sleep eight hours a day, not just to recharge at night, but also to go to the heaven worlds and to reinforce these things and to remind ourselves that, you know, the aura is real. Our spiritual centers are real. I do have a higher self. I can talk to angels. You mentioned uh, spiritual centers. Excuse me, Terry. It reminds me that I wanted to ask, what is the relationship between the aura and chakras? Good question. You know, they're intimately connected. They interpenetrate with the aura, the seven chakras, and they work with the aura. And um, we can actually expand and work with our aura and our spiritual centers by meditation, by prayer, by using mantras. And if we focus on our most important chakra, which is our heart chakra, it all starts there. And we can actually, you know, expand our aura and expand our chakras. But so that, you know, the aura is very much connected with the chakras and the state of our chakras mm-hmm. and the health of our chakras affects the health of our aura. What about the halo hmm. in auras, the halo of the saints? That's, that's, that, a, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And, and, and if you look at sacred art of East and West, it's all there. Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in, the, in the West, we call it a halo. In the East, they call it the light of the thousand-petal lotus, which is the crown, crown chakra. chakra. Oh, and yeah. so in somebody that's enlightened and has wisdom and is developed, they will have a beautiful glow about them, a golden yellow glow, which is seen, you know, by yeah. people who can see these things. And that corona is part mm-hmm. of the Your aura. aura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it shows the intimate connection with the chakras, specifically the crown chakra and the aura. Mm. What I was going to bring up was um, how... A lot of times people will have a sense when they meet someone that there's something not going on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, uh, that's a reaction that you get in the solar in the, plexus. In the solar plexus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have a tendency to, to think to themselves, oh, yeah. I don't have anything to base that on. The guy was nice looking. Mm-hmm. He was smiling. He was well-dressed and everything. But they get this weird feeling. So this kind of tells you that, that we need to listen to those. We, we need to pay yeah. attention to that because that's right. our higher self. It's our angels reminding us or telling us, beware, be cautious. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's all sorts of great stories of people that have paid attention to that and just turned around and walked away and yeah. avoided something really bad. Those wow. stories too. Well, what can we do to strengthen the aura? Well, we can strengthen our aura a number of ways. First of all, we have to be aware. We have to be aware mm-hmm. that we have an aura and that we can strengthen it. Uh, we need to focus on our higher self because our higher self is intimately connected with our aura. Um, we need to focus on prayer a little bit more than we do. Meditation helps strengthen your aura. The big way is with the use of the science of the spoken word. Mm-hmm. And you can really, there's some specific tools there. And I'm thinking of the tube light. And I'm yes. thinking of Archangel Michael and protection. And I'm thinking of the violet flame. Let's talk about that a bit more. Um, we've mentioned the tube of light in the past, not nearly as much as we've mentioned Archangel Michael and calling for his protection. In terms of the, the aura of protection, mm. if we put on that tube of light mm-hmm. every day, can you describe it for us a bit? Yes. Um, it comes down from your higher self. It's like a shimmering waterfall of light. It's nine feet in diameter. It comes from about 30 to 60 feet above you from your higher self all the way down around you, and it goes into the earth, probably another, you know, 10, 20, 30 feet. Mm -hmm. It can uh, literally be bulletproof. Mm -hmm. Within it is the violet flame, 
And it absolutely shields and protects you from those negative energies that we all feel. You know, you walk through the city. I was thinking the other day, you walk through the city, you're going to bump into people that are on drugs, that are driving cars, shouldn't be, all <laughs> kinds of things. And yeah. you really need your tube of light. I mean, we can't function in this day and age without a tube of light and without that protection. So that's the first thing you do in the morning. And for those of you that don't have access right now to a decree, you can get one. If you go to tsl.org bookstore, I believe, I'm not uh, frankly sure at this moment because I did not write this note down, but perhaps you know narrowly. But we do offer people the ability to download the decree Mm -hmm. book for free. Mm -hmm. And in that decree book, there are a number of places where you'll find not only the tube of light, Mm -hmm. but you'll find the head, heart, and hand decrees, which are a wonderful Mm -hmm. uh, combination of decrees, which include the... um, the tube of light, right, and others besides that. In addition, you mentioned this, and we have mentioned it in the past as well, about Archangel Michael, help yes. me, help me, help, help me. me. There is a matrix you can, you can establish around your car or your bicycle or your airplane, whatever, you, whatever mode of travel that you're engaged in. You can have this aura of protection, a blue flame protection from Archangel Michael for the asking. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you just go onto our website and, and just type in in the search engine, you know, Tube of Light or yeah. Archangel Michael, you'll get an abundance of free you. information. But Archangel Michael is your best friend. Yep. He is going to help you and protect you and shield you from unknown things or known things. And so it's really good to get a, a relationship with Archangel Michael where you talk to him and you just say, here's what's happening for me today. Please help me. Please go before me. Please clear the way. The angels were created to serve us, mm. and they wait to be asked. They will not act without our free will choice. So it's good to remember that if we want the angels to be with us, we request their presence. And if they're already there, we request their activity. And you know you can never overwork an angel? <laughs> no. Because they go to their um, hierarchs and they say, I need reinforcements. <laughs> yeah. I need healing angels over there. I need angels of protection over there. There's a terrorist plot just happening. Go to that place. There are battalions or, Yeah, just there's waiting. battalions, yeah. You know, you know, the saddest thing in heaven is an unemployed angel. Well, oh, we're going to talk a bit more about <laughs> angels in an upcoming segment here. I think the segment three or four today will certainly mm-hmm. go there. Because among other things, there are certain angels that have been assigned to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we need to know that because uh, we can mm-hmm. ask them for their help, and they're right next to us. So, and they work with our auras. They do indeed. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we're coming up on a break. And when we return, we're going to hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled Reading the Human Aura. This is a very interesting, uh, about 11-minute, 12-minute interview, not very long. But what is the meaning of color in the aura? Is intuition the same as reading the aura? What kind of energy depletes the aura? Things of that nature. So please stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, 
and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. So what exactly is the source of the aura? And is the aura our contact with other dimensions? Well, these and other questions are answered in the following interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet, And our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. Tell us more about the aura. The aura is really an example of the interdependence of all life, because it is through the aura and the seven centers or chakras that emanations of love, Feelings of joy and buoyancy flow, are received, are transmitted, and through the aura we all interact with life, we interact with distant galaxies and distant stars, and we have the capacity to give and receive energy. Now the concrete force field of man, the physical body, is kind of a focal point on which all of this hangs, the mental body, the emotional body and the memory all interpenetrate as four interconnecting sheaths. But these sheaths then in turn have surrounding them that blueprint, that L field and T field, the pre-existence of those energy fields as Yale University researchers have postulated makes us ask whether or not a supreme being created all auras in the beginning. What is the source of the aura and does the discovery of the aura actually suggest a predestination for every living cell of life throughout the universe. Of course, this makes us grapple with all questions of theology, because we are discovering more and more of man as we discover more of the aura, and the conclusion we come to is that our Creator has placed a portion of Himself within ourself, beginning with the threefold flame in the heart. And finally, we begin to realize that the aura is actually a garment that we wear. It is a transmitting and receiving station. 
it is highly susceptible to the mass consciousness, to emanations from beyond our planet, and even beings who are beyond our level of consciousness. I often think of the plane in which we live as a thin line in time-space, and that there is a vast cosmos above and below this line, and the cosmos I'm speaking of consists of simply other frequencies which our five senses are not equipped to deal with. Considering this, then, we can realize that if the aura itself extends beyond this thin black line, then the aura can be used as an extension of the self into other dimensions, for instance, as a space probe or a time probe, or as an energy that actually enables us, while we are tied to this physical frame, to explore many planes of consciousness. Is it the aura that accounts for such things as ESP and... Well, certainly the extrasensory perceptions, perceptions beyond the five senses, and scientists tell us we have hundreds of senses, certainly must come to us through the emanation of the aura. And I think that many people realize that as our moods change, so our force field changes. We can know how we feel when we have had a good night's sleep. The aura is recharged. It is charged with prana and with the emanation of the stars and of the earth currents. And we come back and we have a certain charge of energy. We know how we feel when we are depleted. These are not merely physical conditions. These conditions are based on how much of the energy of God's consciousness we take in and retain. People notice that in meditation they increase self-awareness and increase the manifestation of the aura and of the chakras. People notice this in prayer. We notice that children can deplete the aura very quickly when they cry and have a prolonged period of crying or a tantrum or become angry because their needs are not immediately met. At the conclusion, they usually drop off to sleep. They are exhausted because they have expended the energy content of the aura. We find that the playing of certain types of music causes us to have our auras depleted, while the playing of other types of music gives us a sense of buoyancy and joy and contacting realms of light where we feel then imbued by the consciousness of angels and ascended beings. The aura is constantly then being played upon, and the reading of the aura, which Kathumi describes in his book, is a very profound science, because there are so many levels and layers of the aura to be reckoned with, and truly it takes a level of adeptship which most people who claim a psychic clairvoyance actually do not have. This is why Jesus said, Judge righteous judgment, because an accurate analysis of the aura cannot be made from the surface, just as a doctor cannot produce an analysis of the health of the body by simply looking at the surface. And so we may see manifestations in the aura which have to do with the type of environment the individual lives in, the pressures and tensions of life that he is under, or a certain amount of karma that he is carrying that day. But that surface reading may tell us nothing of the deep soul yearnings and of an intense manifestation of light that comes from other lifetimes and incarnations. I think it's very important to realize that the aura is constantly changing. It looks like the manifestation of a blip 
on a tape recording machine that is registering the levels of one's voice. The aura is a pulsating manifestation. It turns colors and actually reflects the colors of frequencies which are interpreted by the one who reads the aura as qualities of light or of darkness. What are those colors? Each color represents a certain band or frequency in the electromagnetic spectrum. Color is more than color. It is actually a vibration. For instance, when we love with purity without desiring to possess, control, or manipulate loved ones. There is a pure stream of pink energy that comes forth from the heart and fills the aura. This is why we say when people are in love that life is rosy and that people see through rose-colored glasses. It is because their auras are so imbued with the pink energy and the pink spectrum that they can only behold life in that love energy and therefore they are not critical or analytical but they are buoyed up by their own sense of the presence of God as love. When love then becomes impure because of lust and of darkness and of carnal manipulation and it is a misuse of that sacred energy of life we find that the auras of people become charged with a vibration hence a color that is not the pure pink of that rosy-cheeked babe that represents the fullness of our concept of love but the pink will take on perhaps a crimson color of passion or it will take on a dark gray and black tone and quality of a death-like grip of the attempt to control individuals whether one's children or whoever one is sharing a relationship with now the aura will clearly reflect this but because most people are not capable of reading the aura they often are mistaken by the words the sweet words that someone is speaking instead of looking directly at the motive of the heart and the motive of desire within the subconscious because people do not read the aura they must rely on an inner sense almost a sixth sense Pilate was not able to read the aura of Jesus or he would never have turned him over to the Sanhedrin he had to rely on the dream of his wife to determine that this was a good man leave him alone how impoverished we are to think that we have to rely on dreams astrology etc when the aura is giving us as though it were shouting from the housetops every reading we need to know what can we do then in the absence of our ability to read the aura we can tune into the soul because the soul will always tell us the truth if we maintain contact with this center of God consciousness the soul then knows and the soul will tell us by giving us that immediate first impression about someone whether that person is right or wrong or whether that person is right or wrongly motivated and so we have to listen to the soul speaking within us as an inner voice and then we can often avoid mistakes in business very costly mistakes in finance in money situations as well as in our love life and in our interaction with people and it is very important to trust that first impression because subsequent to it the individual will then become 
familiar and we will start to incorporate his ways, his actions and his aura into our own and there will no longer be that sharp impact of the initial contact. So the aura is our best defense but we need to be still as Jesus said, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that the I am within us is the God who will direct us and care for us until we can expand our soul faculties to make full use of the aura that is our gift from God. Is there a distinction between that intuitive feeling we get about each other and reading the aura? Oh, there is a very great distinction, Doug. The intuitive feeling is something that acts independently of reading the aura and is a substitute for it. It's just kind of another safety valve that we have. It is something that we can have without the development of aura reading and aura probing. And it's a very necessary faculty of self-protection that is built into the human psyche. The reading of the aura demands years of study. But the very first principle which Kathumi teaches us is the purification of the faculty of vision. And this has to do with the clearing of the third eye center, the Ajni at the brow, so that we can begin to see as God sees, which is God's basic desire for us. Thank you very much. Boy, thank you indeed. That's a great thought, that God's basic desire for us is to see as he sees. Hmm. Hmm. I assume that uh, seeing with a certain degree of harmony would be a good thought too, wouldn't it? I was thinking about that. Yes, indeed. Well, let's talk some more about that when we return. So please stay with us, everyone. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, 
and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Yes, indeed, we are back. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. And today we are being visited by Dr. Nerly Duffy, and we are talking about the aura. Now, before we went to break, we were um, discussing the um, interplay between harmony mm. and the aura and perhaps the intensity or the quality of the aura. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, you, it started by you asking me the question, how do you strengthen your aura? And one of the ways is maintaining your harmony and not getting into states where you know you're just way out there. You're really angry or you're speechless with rage or you're so upset that you can't even... And in those states, you know, your aura is not functioning well. It's not being strengthened. It's being weakened. Mm-hmm. And you may notice after an episode like that, the next day you get a cold or a flu or something because you've temporarily, you know, depleted your aura in a big way. So harmony, no matter what is happening, and patience and goodwill toward others and sending love, you know, all of these things are, are really important. And they, and they sound so sappy. They sound so, you know, like, oh, come on, yeah. But it, it's, it, that's where we have our mastery. And if we do that on a regular basis, we find that our aura does increase. And yeah, again, this may go without saying, but it would seem that the aura, the strength of the aura is directly equal to the strength of the body in terms of health. You know, that if you're not well, your aura is going to reflect that. That is very true. So if you're talking about the aura being depleted by, right. say, anger, yeah. Or some sort of upset. How long does it take to get that back? Yes. And it, and it does cycle through and it will affect uh, the other bodies. You know, so your thoughts and your emotions mm-hmm. and your feelings will definitely cycle through into the physical. And, you know, it, how long does it take to get over cold? Seven days. Oh, boy. You know, so you've lost time and you've lost energy. Um, and that's how more serious illnesses happen is because it starts to cycle through and when just not dealing with it, not dealing with it, pushing it down. Mm-hmm. That's why the violet flame is so great because it deals with the cause and core of these things. I was going to ask that. The, the science of the spoken word, uh, which we talk about often, mm-hmm. you mentioned it earlier, doing decrees is a way to accelerate mm-hmm. not just the expansion of the aura, but the strength of the aura, the intensity. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and it protects your aura and it purifies your aura. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. You know, you, you have an aura. It could be a big aura, but what's it filled with? You want it to be filled with pure feelings, pure thoughts, purity. And, and our souls actually long for purity. And it's one of those words that, you know, you talk about these days and people go, oh, yeah, purity. You know, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you talk to young people, they say, you know, I wish I could turn back the clock and be the pure person that I was, you know, 10 years ago. And you say, you can't because the violet flame can go back into these mm-hmm. records 
and it can purify them, and it's like literally starting a new leaf, starting a new book. You know, that's a great point. I um, hadn't intended to go there, but I think since you bring it up, let's go there. I mean, the fact that the violet flame has the ability to unwind Mm-hmm. that personal history, that to unwind some of the choices that we made in the past that have obviously created a certain degree of karma, that's very important. Oh. People don't have to feel that they are somehow subject to the past in a way that they can't avoid it or can't change it. They can. Yeah. And, it, and it, can, it can deal immediately with, uh, let's say someone <laughs> has found themselves out of harmony mm-hmm. and they were just angry at somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. They can go into that place where they're, mm-hmm. they've got a holy place in an area where they can pray and decree and they can do the violet flame and it will it will uh, reverse the tide it, yeah just turn it around yeah and that's a very good point that you bring up terry it's like what do i do if i find myself like way out there and i right. just oh gosh i can just feel that you know i've just blown my aura and and so you just stop you recognize it and right. then you go okay take a big breath mighty i am presence i apologize i've been out of alignment I call to the angels to bring me back into alignment. I call to my Holy Christ self. And then you reestablish your tube of light. Yep. You do that little mantra, beloved, I am presence bright, round me, seal your tube of light. Yeah. And then you do maybe a minute or two of violet flame. I am a being of violet fire. I am the beauty God desire. You can sit on the tube. You can sit on the subway. No one's going to hear you. There's so much background noise. Yeah, we right. do an airplane. And they've got their headsets on anyway. So, right. so you just do that and you reestablish. You don't let that train go down the track. Where, you know, two days later you go, oh boy, I really should have done something about that. And this right. reminds us that these things like decrees are tools and we can yeah. use the tool anytime we need to. I mean, available for us. And the next time you're going to catch yourself because it's costly. You're you going to go like, okay, I can feel myself getting a little bit upset here. I'm right. going to just button my lip or I'm just going to walk out, walk around the block, you know, or just mentally make your attunement with your higher self. All these are tools that you can have in your toolkit. There's oh many of them. Mm-hmm. They sound simple, but they are profound. And they and the thing is, they really work. And we're all here because they really work. Yeah, and remember, ts.org. Go type in decree book. In fact, even type in mm-hmm. free decree book in the mm-hmm. search engine or the search window. And one of the uh, decrees, make a note of this, count to nine. Count to it's nine. It's a great oh, yeah. decree for reversing the energy that's coming at you or that you're wanting to get hooked by. Mm-hmm. You can just stop it in its tracks, mm-hmm. reverse it, and then move on to... You just don't buy into it. You don't buy into it, exactly. And, and you you're get, not a victim. You get really smart after a while. <laughs> Your higher self can, will Can you sense you. a riptide coming? Kind oh, yeah. Of? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can sense it, and you can, your angels will warn you, and you have to go, okay, okay, and just be very centered very silent. I was thinking about your question earlier, which is like, what do you do when you see somebody in your, and, and your initial gut reaction, which is your soul, soul speaking yeah. to you, says, warning, warning, warning. Yeah. What do you do? You know, you take a notice of that. You make attunement with your higher self. You maybe say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And maybe the smartest thing is just turn around and walk out. Well, yeah. that, yes. And again, I'm reminded the disk of light. Yes. There, there are protection decrees that we have. And you, when you mm-hmm. get that decree book, you'll find these. Um, they are very, very purposed. Mm-hmm. You know, they give us the, the strength we need. They give us the awareness that we need. They give us the reminders as we mm-hmm. practice, as you said, to kind of know how to act and react. Because I think in the interview, Mrs. Prophet was talking about how we can be taken unawares. Yes. And it's very important to continue to strengthen to add to that protection and not just take it for granted. We don't do this once. No. You want to do it every day. It's a daily thing. Yeah. And, and you also have to be aware of, like, when do you stand, face, and conquer, 
or when is it the better part of wisdom and valor to walk away? <laughs> and so that takes the attunement with your higher self. And you have to be able to, you know, to know that. And, and the more you listen to that little voice within, to that soul speaking that she was talking about at the end there of that excerpt, the more you listen, the more you go, yeah, you'll know what to do. You go like, okay, turn around, leave. Or, okay, stand and just say, I'm sorry about that. You, you may not address me in that way. That's not appropriate. And I'm not going to accept that from yeah. you. You know, but wh- which one do you do? Let me ask you about uh, uh, the, the book, The Human Aura, and mm. what uh, Kasumi and Twalkul, what was their reason for writing it when they did? Was there a, I remember, you know, there was a lot of talk early in the 70s, the aura and one thing and another. So it was very, it was very it was timely. Very, it was a very well-timed book. Mm-hmm. And um, the masters know everybody who's ever going to read that book mm-hmm. into the future. And they knew that at that point it was very timely because people were interested in the aura. And what I love about that book is the description of the muddied auras mm-hmm. and the clear auras. And the keys in that book of how to deal with so many practical things. Uh-huh. It's a kind of an esoteric and kind of mystical book, but when you really get into it and you study it, you just go, wow, this is extremely practical too. That was my first impression when I read it the first time was mm. how practical it was and how immediately useful mm-hmm. it could be. I was thinking of something else. When you were talking about how anger and other um, intense emotion can deplete the aura, we also know that anger, in particular rage, mm. can snuff out the threefold flame. Mm. So I'm wondering, is there a connection between the threefold flame and our aura? Oh, absolutely. It's a key connection. You know, we talked earlier about how the seven spiritual centers or chakras affect the aura. The most important chakra we have is our heart chakra. Inside of that is the threefold flame. And so you literally, in one sense, you can say, that our aura actually begins and, and sort of emanates mm-hmm. through our chakra. So if we're sending out love and we're, we have a beautiful flame and we're sending it out, um, we're going to have a beautiful aura. But if we're angry to the point where we snuffed out our flame, you know, what, what are we going to do? We have to get the energy from somewhere. And a lot of people will get it from other people. Yeah. You've got those pe- we've talked about these people before, mm-hmm. the sponges, the ones that just suck the energy from you. And you can spend an hour with them and you feel depleted. <laughs> yeah. And they feel great because they've gotten all your energy. Yeah. So this is a great, this is, this is Ascendant Master Psychology 101. Indeed. Well, if we have time before we go to break, um, are some auras bigger than others? <laughs> <laughs> Some auras are huge, and I'll tell you, if you're a Christed one or a Buddha, you may have an aura that can ensoul a planet. Ooh, oh my um, you may have somebody that's keeping the flame for their city. They may be an avatar. They may be a little baby. They may be somebody that's fairly advanced spiritually, and they may have an aura the size of a city. Wow. Interestingly, that Mrs. Prophet had a huge aura, and I remember speaking to a person who had that inner sight developed, and they met her, and they went, Whoa, <laughs> she has a huge aura. And I remember her doing a interview on radio, and the person was psychic and could see auras, and they said, what's all this violet light in your aura? <laughs> and so she just talked about it. So, And the bottom line is, any one of us can increase the size of our aura. It depends on what you place your attention on. Mm-hmm. Now, I assume that we talked earlier about strengthening, protecting. We can increase the intensity. Um, can... I, I, this is probably a poor analogy, but it almost sounds like we have this cosmic battery, you know, this this place that's constantly being refilled and then used and refilled. Oh, yeah. I remember that quote that said, if you want to be uh, full, 
you must first be emptied. Yes. Is that kind of uh, yeah. a, a kind of co-measurement here, what we're talking yes. about with the aura? And we all have to replenish our aura, mm-hmm. we, you know, because we're using it and we're sending it out every day. We're using it in good ways or not so good ways. And then every morning we start all over and we have to replenish the aura. That's why I think so many people are drawn, drawn to retreats or balance or I need to get away. I need <laughs> yeah. to, you know, they're basically saying I need to hit the reset button. Yep. We need to do right. that every day. Right. We need to strengthen and purify and recharge ourselves. So that's what's happening in the mountains and, and with oh, the, yeah. the pine trees. That's a very good way to re- reinforce um, and re-energize is get out in nature yeah. right. and take your shoes off and put your feet on the ground and the grass and you go, oh. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And breathing helps. Breathing. You know, just like we just did. We all just went, oh. <laughs> we did. We, that was a simultaneous reaction. To that in moment. our next segment, can we talk about uh, the good and the bad music? And building the aura? Oh, absolutely. The aura? Let's, let's go there. Let's talk about diet. You know, all the things that affect the aura in a negative way. We need to mm-hmm. remind ourselves, if not others, about these various forces that are in play every day. And mm-hmm. we can touch on crystals and angels. Oh, they, we can do that too. They help your aura too. <laughs> okay, everyone. Well, you know where we're going when you get back, so please stay with us. We'll be taking a short break. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, Go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Hello again, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. You know, we've said before that there's really no time or space. Well, I tend to really believe that when we start to get to the end of the show, the hour goes by so fast, it's like there's no time. Oh, no. Um, but in the course of today's um, discussion, which has been all over the place, but in a wonderful place called the Aura, a number of things have come up that we want to just make sure we stress. And that is, the Aura is a life force that we all have. And there are many things that can have an impact on the life force. Well, yeah, and before the the break, I was thinking, being a musician, I was thinking about uh, uh, some wonderful information we can give our listeners regarding what some of the negative music will do to deplete the aura and what the positive music will do to uh, restore the aura or heal the aura and build build up good things. I think it's very important for each of us to observe ourselves and, and the impact of things in our lives. And music is one of those things that when we listen to it, it has an effect on us. It, we may feel it immediately. We may feel it within an hour or we may feel it within a day. And so if we observe what music does to us, we become a lot more discriminating mm-hmm. and a lot more choosy into you know, what we actually listen to. And um, music that has harmony, internal harmony, has the right beat and the right rhythm that's uplifting, and you can feel your soul just going soaring as you hear it, Um, those things are important, and we need to pay attention to them, I think, a lot more than we do. I think Mrs. Prophet used the word buoyancy. I think she said that certain music, good music, you know, classical music, Mm -hmm. um, can give you a sense of buoyancy. You mm-hmm. actually feel the energy increasing and it's mm-hmm. feeding you rather than depleting you. Mm-hmm. And you know, another thing, of course, and it's an obvious thing to say, but diet mm-hmm. can do the same thing. Certain foods require more energy mm-hmm. in order for them to be processed through our body. And your p- pure foods, uh, vibrant foods, live foods will tend to fill and feed the mm-hmm. intensity of the aura, whereas certain processed foods, and we can mention you know, sugar and different things, will tend to pull it in because, again, we're just depleting. And at the end of a day, a poor diet, you can pretty much feel yourself so out of it that you just want to lay down and go to sleep right. because you've got no energy for anything else. Yeah, and then in the end of a lifetime, you know, I mean, that brings about dis-ease, disease, mm-hmm. degeneration, death, the death spiral, the energy of death. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was... Um, Crystals and gemstones Mm -hmm. can actually help us to increase the light in the aura because we've spoken in the past about how we store energy through Mm -hmm. crystals and gemstones, either in ones that we wear or a nice piece of amethyst or quartz crystal that we might have on our desk or in our home. Because they anchor light. They anchor light. And so they also uh, are charging and purifying your own force field. So, you know, and they shield you from negative energy that, that comes your way. So they're just silently working in your home or in your, in your body or around your yeah. office or whatever. And we'd be wise to pay attention to that. I think another thing, another a tool that's helpful is essential oils. Um, there are different oils, like you mentioned the pine forest, how you feel good mm-hmm. in the pine forest. That's because the pine oil actually repels negative 
forces and negative energy. So if you have a little bit of pine oil in your home, you can be extremely refreshed. Cedar, there's all kinds of oils for all kinds of things. So I think all, all of these things, and you combine it with mantra, with meditation, and the choices we make. I mean, whether, whether it's a choice in diet, whether it's a choice in music, also a choice of friends. What is the company we keep? Because we are absorbing and exchanging energy with our friends all the time. Indeed. So pay attention to that. To that, If your friend is like pulling you down and taking you to the bars and you're just not doing what you know you should do, pay attention to that. And maybe you need to change your friends. Well, indeed. And I think sometimes one person who is troubled can bring down many people. They're all, you know, I mean, it's a human nature in our heart. We want to be able to help, right. to be sensitive and intuitive. But occasionally we realize somebody's not... Yeah, they're not getting any better, but they sure are yeah. taking a lot of our light. <laughs> well, as a minister and as a former doctor, I had to really address this question. You know, how do I help someone without getting depleted myself? Yeah. And you have to maintain a strong tie to your own higher self, your own presence on Holy Christ self. You have to invite the angels in and ask them to deal with this troubled soul. And you have to be very cautious in your boundaries and in your force field and in your aura and not letting that stuff seep in. If you've ever stayed with somebody who's extremely depressed yes. or suicidal or something, oh my goodness, you know, you 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 feel that energy, you know, literally seeping in. And you have to have really clear boundaries. So you have to know the parameter of your aura. You know, I hope we're making this point clear enough that the aura is extremely important. What we've been talking about today is scratching the surface, but in effect, this component of our being is extremely important to us, and maintaining it, the intensity, the colors, um, in fact, simply maintaining it, period, Mm. is essential. This Mm -hmm. is not something that's an extra added on, oh, goody, you can do this. You need to do this. You you can't make it in this day and age without paying attention to your higher self and to your aura and your spiritual centers. You know, um, colors, um, the colors of the causal body. Are they directly related to the colors of our aura? Well, they are because they're interconnected. And and our causal body is like our treasures in heaven. And so you have the light and energy that comes from your causal body. It goes down your crystal cord. It goes into your higher self, your holy Christ self, and comes down and anchors through the crown and goes into the heart and nourishes and replenishes all of your spiritual centers, activates the aura. So... It's all connected, and it, it's all that pure crystal stream energy of life that flows. And so if you can pay attention to your source, it goes back to these really simple principles that you go, oh, yeah, 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 but what's more complicated? No, go back to the simple things. You know, pray, give love to your I am presence. Give love to your Holy Christ soul. Give love to people around you. Sure. But be smart about it. Don't just give yourself away. Is it helpful to envision the aura being intensified yes. through your energy. So when you're yes. praying or meditating, yes. that's a good visual to That's hold. a good visual. And you actually need to visualize your aura as almost bulletproof, as literally so, you know, you could you could knock on it and you could feel it mm-hmm. and, it's, and it has a, a layer and a boundary to it and it's protecting you and shielding it and nothing today is getting through. And the angels will reinforce that. So what you see you will become what you visualize it says in the bible without vision the people perish 
you know, you have to have the visualization of a strong aura. And that's what's great about this book, The Human Aura. It's got so many visualizations oh, in it. it. Yes, it does. You have to read rooms. that book again. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, every couple of years, every I think it's probably years, good. Yeah. So yeah. this is one of the reasons that it's, uh, it's a very wise decision to give the tube of light right in the early in the morning, right? You, exactly. Yeah, put on your armor. Yeah, put on your armor. Well, I think when we, when we awaken in the morning, we're not defenseless. No. You know, I mean, but I don't so want, many people do feel vulnerable, don't they, in the morning? They do. I think that, you know, having gone to the retreats, you would expect that you get a certain ration of light, which would be increasing your, your aura. But nonetheless, when you start each day, it's a new day. You're getting a new ration of karma mm-hmm. to deal with. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be protected. And you never do know, really, where you're going to run no. into somebody who's going to just want to light you, your torch. That's why you need your armor on. <laughs> yeah. And your armor is your tube of light, your prayers to Archangel Michael, and your violet flame to smooth the way. You know, uh, before we, it's amazing we're almost done already today. Um, <laughs> I don't either. Um, but the angels can be a great mm. help and assistance to us as we go about our lives, both protecting us, informing us, illumining us. Mm-hmm. Want to just maybe make a comment about that before we go? I do, and I'd actually like to make a call to the angels because the angels Perfect. help us with amplifying our feelings of God. And we've talked so much about feelings today. So, dear God, please send your angels today to all of our listeners, to each and every one of us. We call for the light of the angelic host to protect them, to fill them with healing, with understanding, with joy, with light, with illumination. We ask you, beloved Jesus and beloved St. Germain, to send your angelic host to intercede for our youth and our young people that they will come into the Christ consciousness and an understanding of the Buddha and the Christ. And we ask and we pray for the leaders of our nations to come into the alignment of the will of God and to balance our government and our education systems. We accept it done this hour in full power according to the risen Christ. Amen. 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 (laughs) Yeah, I guess that put a nice cap on our uh, experience today. Thank you, Nearly, for being with us uh, again. I know you'll be always here. Always a joy. Well, it is always a joy. And I want to thank all of you for listening, all of you for tuning in. You know, you're the reason we're doing this. And we hope that anything that you're feeling, any comment, concern, question, whatever, you're willing to share it with us because we're willing to answer you. So, Terry, where do they send their comments? They go to webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org. And one of us will answer your questions. So we will. Please send us your comments and concerns, and we'll be there. And go get that book, Human Aura. Oh, the Human Aura. Kutumi, yep. Kutumi, and Dwal Kul. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, as we're closing on, we like to say that though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are, are out, out of this world. world. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.